Dude. Whee. Jesus Christ. All right, Gabe, you ready? Yes, sir. You know what I like about the Google Docs? It lets me know that you're logged in. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It's cool, man. It's a good collab tool. Yeah, I dig it. Google Docs, pick that shit up. Oh, yeah. Support your local punk bands with Google Docs. Right. <laughs> Something more metal than Google Docs. Uh, Maybe other than Google Slides. Got a new EP coming out. <laughs> Google Docs. Check us out by the merch table. Google Docs. <laughs> um, I'm apologizing ahead of time for all you listeners who may hear my heat. It's a little chilly out, but we'll get into it's that. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Your heater is a deathcore vocalist. Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 70. Seven zero. Yes, sir. Um, it is a colder day than we've had in the last couple of days, uh, especially nice. by early Monday. It was kind of hot, like borderline 80s. Yes, sir. A little miserable. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me today, I have Jabril. The return. Yes, the return. Uh, last week, obviously, we took off because Gabe was not in state. And therefore, I find it very difficult to run a podcast with him when he's not in state. <laughs> we probably could have, uh, like, ghettoed something, I'm sure. Maybe, like, a Skype call or some shit. But I figured you didn't want to talk while you were uh, hanging out over there. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't bug me while I'm on vacation, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess the vacation's for me, too. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm not that bad. But, yeah, um, we're going to try to keep it relatively quiet. Again, we're, we're do, doing this at a late night. Uh, late night, last minute kind of a deal because obviously tomorrow's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, and I have a million things to do and my child's sleeping and it was just easier to knock this out right now. But yeah, so Gabe, it's been two weeks since we since we spoke, at least on air. Uh, how you feeling? What's going on, buddy? Good, man. I'm kind of stuffed. Had, uh, had some good ramen, had some good beer. Uh, now we're here. Obviously, I was on vacation, for those of you who don't know. Uh, me and the girlfriend returned to Pennsylvania, this town of Lancaster, where uh, some of you know, may know August Burns Red is from. Yep. So, yeah, uh, let's just say I know why they're, like, always angry and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was actually kind of fun. Cool. So we did our stuff. Now we're back. I think any instance where you're not at home is always a good kind <clears throat> of experience, assuming that there's stuff to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very vague and open-ended. but Yeah. But sure. But yeah, man. It was cool. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, for me, uh, my week consisted of flowers and berries. Um, living up that uh, that e-commerce lifestyle. And uh, oh, Champagne oh, cool, cool, cool. is a fan of flowers and berries. So, but other than that, yeah, man. It was a chill week. Uh, the little girl, because Adrian went back to work. Uh, so she's working four in the morning to like nine. So I get Fun. the little girl from when she wakes up to when Adrian gets home. And she's a little wrecking crew, man. She's trying to start to stand and scratch, and she uses me as leverage to stand up and all that crazy shit, bro. Oh, man. She'll be crowd killing before you know it. Oh, yeah. For sure. She's getting there. I'm like, God, just sit still for a second. Please. <laughs> Woman, I'm playing God of War. Not even that. It's just I'm just trying to zone out before I have to go to work. But other than that, man, it's been smooth. Smooth sailing. But we're here, and we have a long list to discuss with you guys tonight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gabe. Let's. let's I, got, I got first up. Yes, you I'll got. make it nice and quick. Uh, we went to Coles. Okay. Coles is dangerous. Yeah. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. 
I goddamn nearly cleared them out of their flannel because everything's on clearance. <laughs> so if you're looking for, for more flannel, check that shit how, out. How many flannels did you get? Four. Four was the body count. Yeah, I was going to get like six. But, uh, yeah, dude, I got like one of them for like $3. Ooh. And I was like, damn. This for is the cool. Lola. It was two fifty with like all the coupons and shit. <laughs> so, hey, man, eight bucks a flannel for most of them. Check it out if you're in need. You know, just figured that all three of the punk kids that listen to this podcast could use. Hey, man, it is what it is. But um, so that, that was your topic. Is that you that, that was my that was my one thing. I figured I'd throw that out there. <laughs> this is your story of the week. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the fun stuff. All right. Cool. So uh, I don't know how f- familiar you, you are with uh, the first Red Dead Redemption game, right? Yes. Uh, I think it's very easily considered a classic, right? All of, I think there's two of them, right? There's two other ones? Or is this the second one? This is the second one. This is the second one. So Red Dead Redemption is, like I said, a classic game. Uh, Rockstar produced one of the the best games of all time. And, you know, the sequel is around the corner, right? Yes, sir. Um, So I just wanted to throw that out there. I know Nikki's a big fan of the the series uh, or the franchise, I guess. And um, he's pumped. And, man, E3's around the corner. And uh, E3's going to be bumping. Yeah, E3's going to be bumping. Um, We'll bleed into this because... There was a list of games that we do finally expect to get a date from from E3, which is in June 11th or whatever. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is supposed to get its date finally. Um, we're about to f- f- finally probably, figure out. Probably mid 2019. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Uh, if we're lucky, I'm hoping that's like the earliest I see it coming out. I know that they're you know they've been working on it ever since. Uh, well, I guess last since, one, I guess, right? Well, not even just that. They were because um, they obviously they do the the Uncharted series as well, and that's a very successful line of game games as well. But they had the Lost Legacy that came out that was um, it did well. But uh, I imagine they were working on it after the uh, Uncharted Four. I imagine because that was kind of where everybody was looking. Yeah, for. that was the move. Yeah, that's what everybody was looking for. Place to be. And they had that little uh, pit stop with the Crash Bandicoot remaster, which also fun. did very well. So um, wow. not. A, Naughty Dog just doing their thing, man. They uh, they never fail. Cranking out winners. Yep. So uh, that's I think uh, Death Stranded, which is that uh, Norman Reedus uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, weird be fun. That weird game that that everybody seems to know nothing about, but everybody's excited for. I guess. I mean, hey man, it's Kojima. Yeah, it is Kojima. He's that's proven the, himself. We yeah. don't need no context. Yeah. Uh, we've seen what they've done with Metal Gear without him. So you all right, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's feeling it, man, huh? I'm just, I'm just in a state of bliss right now. Yeah, Dude, that ramen hit this. Uh, okay, copy that. You feeling it, Mr. Krabs? But um, you know that the Krusty Krab is actually a lobster trap. Hmm. Yeah, somebody saw, showed a picture of a lobster trap, and that's what it looks exactly like the Krusty Krab. And everybody's hmm. like, "Wow, I just realized." So Krusty, or what is it? The the, the burgers, the Krusty burgers. No, that's some. Uh, that's um the. Simpsons. The Krabby Patty. Krabby, Krabby Patty, Patty, yeah. There we go. Krusty Burgers. That, <laughs> so much longer than it should have had. <laughs> the Krabby Patty is made of lobster, huh? Yeah, Mr. Krabs is a lobster. He's not a crab, too. Is he now? Yeah, so that's a little weird. Mm. He's actually a cooked lobster because he's so red. Mm. That's pretty brutal, man. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore, right? You can tell me that. Uh, that's why he's so tough, you know, because he got cooked. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. So if you've been paying attention to gaming news this week, you've noticed that uh, Walmart had a big oopsie yeah they uh, really shit the bed on this one yeah so let me pull up that list because i actually saved it um there's some there's some heavy hitters in there so like gabe said um walmart canada uh, leaked out early 
some E3 titles that not necessarily were announced, but ever kind of anticipated, but got confirmed via Walmart Canada. And this consists of Just Cause 4, Splinter Cell, Dragon's Quest, Lego DC Villains, which I'm kind of pumped for, uh, Borderlands 3, which I know Gabe is salivating, uh, Rage 2, Gears of War 5, big one, uh, for, uh, Forza 5 Horizons, or Forza Horizons 5. They just skipped right over 4 and went to 5. Yeah, I guess so. And Assassin's Creed. Um, I guess I guess that's the new one. I don't know what what the plan is. I guess they're doing uh, what did I read? Fuck, where, where are they going? Zombies with that? in space? No, where are they going with that? Fuck, I read on on it too. But anyway, so these are games that are anticipated but not announced. E three is around the corner, so I'm sure a couple of these uh, developers have uh, kind of shaken their fist at Walmart because some there's some big names in there. Splinter Cell is a big one. Borderlands. Borderlands is a very big one as well. Forza, I know. I mean, I'm not a car guy game, but they have, you know, a, fo- a following. Yeah. Um, Gears too. That's a Gears pretty of, big one. Yeah, Gears of War Five is pretty big. And my question to Walmart Canada is, how exactly does that happen? Um, they probably had the list, and like they had the list ready, and they probably pushed that to like the live environment too early. Yeah, that's okay. probably exactly what happened. We're actually like a month out from E3, so that's this, this is like very very early. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me yeah. if these guys just. Some of these developers just like we'll do our own thing. We'll have our own announcement at this point. You know, point. it's kind of crazy that, well, by the looks of it, this this leak, whatever you want to call it, was only up for a few hours. Yeah. And somebody managed to catch it. Yeah. Because you, know, you know damn well that it could have been easily overlooked. Like I, I don't know how often you check the Walmart website, but I know I don't. Well, I mean, I think it's just a matter of very easily just being like, oh, what's going on, at Walmart Gaming? If you're in Canada. And maybe it was just there. I don't know. But. Right. But that's totally one of those things where whoever did did this could have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. Go fix this real quick. And nobody could have known. Yeah. It could have been all hush, hush. Unfortunately, somebody took a screenshot of that and uh, yep. rip. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody lost their job over that because, like <laughs> I said, some very, very big titles and mixed in all, the, and all that. I watched so. it all be fake news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be it. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. I remember for, uh, the first year that uh, this generation of consoles were coming out. They had like this fake, um, what's it called? Uh, like Xbox list that had some like layups in there, like title wise. Okay. But there was like some out like outlandish shit going on in there as well. So I don't know. It could be a, it could be just like you said, just a, an oopsie. And yeah, we'll see. But I guess what well, E three is around the corner, and we will find out. We will see. But somebody <clears throat> got fired. Somebody lost their job. So unfortunate, unfortunate for them. All right, last topic in the. Well, actually, we skipped operators. Oh no. Yeah. Second to last topic. So, uh, obviously, Siege got the new operators coming out along with the new G-I-S. map. Was it called Para... Para... Parabellum. Yeah, something like that. Um, which which was like an Elena Siegman song. Yeah. And uh, so, the Italian operators are here. This map is, seems to be taking place in like, the Italian yeah. countryside. So, uh, the defense operator on the Italians, he has this... Uh, it's kind of like a deployable shield, but it's just a big frozen tombstone pizza. And <laughs> You had me going there, you fucker. Uh, oh, man. You should have seen him. You were like a fox, dude. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like I know that they were like leaking information about no, them. No, man, it's cool. We got like screen caps and stuff, so you could check out the Rainbow Six subreddit. Yeah. Everybody's drooling over it. Yep. Cool stuff. Um, What's the date on that? June 6th? June 6th, I believe. Yep. June 6th. Yep, sir. Is that early access or is that regular? That's early access, I believe. Cool, cool, um, cool. Usually so, that follows a week later the to access to the public, which I got because uh, season pass. Motherfucker. Yeah, man. Checked it out. Yeah. These uh, first two operators for the season three pass were kind of lame. Okay. I didn't really dig them. Finca and... You didn't uh, like Finca the Lion? 
They changed the meta though, man. Yeah, they did, but not know. necessarily for the best. I'll yeah, agree. not for the best. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But um, I don't know. I'm hoping these uh, the the plumber bros bring some balance. <laughs> I think one's a girl. Wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see, and uh, we'll have a review of those guys when they come out. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That's uh, uh, what is the schedule for these? Because there's eight in a year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So we've gotten two. And it's already May. Mm-hmm. So that's five months in. Yeah. So the, are they just going to go like every two months for the rest of the year? Every two, three months? Two, three. Probably three, I imagine. Okay. I uh, have another, the next set before like September. I have the last set right before Christmas. And then be ready for the next season. I'd imagine. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, which is which is awesome because I know we've talked about this, but the longevity of this game actually is astounding. Astounding. This is what happens yeah. when you show love and care. But we're not going to get into that because we talked about that many a times. I'm hitting that uh, that 30-hour mark. Are you? I'm, I'm getting there. So like hey, I you know feel I said. How, so from going from hour one to hour 30, like what, what like what's the biggest thing that you think you've taken away from all this? Um, the biggest thing, it's yeah, – the biggest thing is just getting that beat-down rush meta Call of Duty bullshit out of your head, man. You got to, like, mm-hmm. sit down and kind of think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that was a bit of a challenge. And then the other thing is, like, it, it kind of shows that – I wouldn't say Rainbow Six isn't special, but it doesn't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. It just kind of magnifies pieces of the wheel Yeah, that make it nice and cool. Because mm-hmm. aside from really operators and their, you know, the trick up their sleeve, it's just your fucking shooter game. Yeah. I just think it's just really well done. Cool. But, we we spent too much air time talking about this game. Yeah. All right. Let's talk, let's talk about this uh, this last topic. This is you, man. You you were the one that wanted to discuss. So, uh, so let's talk Tony Hawk. Um, I, it kind of came to mind. Uh, I've been feeling kind of nostalgic recently. Cool. And with the shit show that was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, uh-huh. I think we need to do some justice. Okay. So here is my podcast challenge. All right. Okay. We both come back next week with. Three songs apiece. And week by week, we're going to build a Tony Hawk's playlist. And so here, here are the rules. You can't choose a song that has been used before in any okay. of the Tony Hawk games, which I think is fair game. Absolute fair game. Okay. And, and then two, this isn't more so of a rule, but I guess kind of a strategy guide. Uh, you, I mean, you know these soundtracks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, ha- don't got to tell you, but don't come back next week with three, like, metalcore songs. Mm-hmm. You know? I gotcha. Yeah. So... Uh, we're, we're probably going to track this till we hit about, I don't know, I think 12-ish songs would be good and then kind of review, maybe post hmm. a link. Oh, okay. It's be interesting. Cause I, could, we, I could share it on like the iTunes Music. You could do yeah, the Spotify man. thing and kind of fill it out. Cause it'd be kind of fun. I, I figured between the two of us, we have most, if not all, the games under our belt. Yeah. So we kind of know what to look for. All the good ones. I I, no, I think I've played all of them, even not other than like the down, like the peripheral the downhill, ones. Downhill, yeah, the ride. Those don't count. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of fun to see what we can do. I got ideas. So six songs next week, and then we'll do another six, and then we'll recap. Cool. All just right. Just kind of look at that. So what brought that up? You just, just your, your ambition to. Uh, you, you know what, man? Uh, Cheesecake by the Cameroos came on, mm-hmm. which was on Underground too. Okay. And then, uh, you know, you know how that goes. And then you're playing the whole fucking. Next you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're sure. bumping the whole playlist. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just kind of came to mind. Copy that. Good sounds, stuff. Sounds like fun. So, we got some uh, some music stuff. Some music things. It was a good week, a bad week, a little bit of both. It was a mixed, it was a mixed bag mixed of bag, weeks. Mixed bag. 
of the last couple of weeks. But uh, you, because I actually haven't listened to Parkway Drive yet, because uh, I've been kind of staying away from it. It's not really my thing. But now the album's finally out, and we can finally put Parkway Drive talk to our rest for the last three weeks. All right. What um, is it, Gabe? How do you feel about it? Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, there are a handful of bangers, not in the traditional sense of uh, like Sleepwalker or atlas you know mm-hmm. wild eyes mm-hmm. not in that traditional sense but they are still pretty good they hit hard um my biggest thing with this album is they kind of having that same under oath mentality mm-hmm. it's a new chapter of their lives they said they're kind of done with the generic metal metalcore stuff which is fine yeah i get it i've been doing this for 15 years you know yeah do your thing um it's really not a bad album yeah i wasn't it it's kind of uh underwhelming for a parkway drive album but like i said my whole mentality was to give it a fair shot. Yeah. Especially with kind of the whole uh, movement now of express yourself and, oh, metal metal isn't everything. Yeah. Whatever the fuck happened to that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, uh, album of the year, definitely not. Mm-hmm. A solid album? Absolutely. Cool. I would, uh, I- even if you're mildly curious, give it a listen. Copy that. I'm not saying you'll love it. I'm sure there's a song on there for everybody, though. All right. Give it, give it a star. Give it a star rating. Out of five? Yeah. I would give it a solid two and a half. Two and a half. Two okay. and a half. Solid album. Not something you'd you know, put on repeat. Copy that. So um, this one I'll, I'll take. I'll take this one because I'm a oh, fan. This of, one came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of The Word Alive. I've seen them many a times. They're Disappoint Live. Uh, Telly Smith is a fantastic vocalist. Um, and the last album, Dark Matter, uh, was a was a sleeper hit for that year. I enjoyed that album quite a bit. Uh, it's evolutionizing and evolutionizing. That's not even the word. Evol- evolving uh, towards more of a radio friendly sound, but it's not totally uh, giving up the integrity of what the band sounds like. Um, so this new album called Violent Noise is a further step in that direction. A little bit more radio friendly. Big, 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 big choruses. That's just what the world of life is known for, even from back in the, the Deceiver days. And again, I go way back to this band. This I was listening to this band when Craig Mavitt was the vocalist of this band still. That's how old school I am with this. And um, listening to the album, there's some songs I'll skip, uh, I will admit. Um, but all the way through, for the most part, it is a solid uh, album. Uh, it's there. Um, it's a very good effort. Uh, musically, they are maturing you could tell uh they're not doing fucking some battle royale bullshit like they were doing back in the day but um yeah man and i'm sure uh from a live standpoint if you are the vocalist you are quite appreciative because it's not as harsh um of a transfer from one to another because there was songs on older releases where he would have to go back and forth like in the same breath and that sucks I don't yeah. know. Fuck you up real quick. So he's uh, kind of more structured. Song is structured in a way where it's a little bit more easy for a vocalist to kind of go through. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, so check it out if you like bands like. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Crown the Empire, if you like them. Cool. Uh, check that out. Um, if you like the last album, Dark Matter, you'll you'll like this one too. Um, they're more uh, booming they have screams, but they're more booming choruses and uh, very melodic. And I dig it. Uh, tonality speaking, it's a little lighter than uh, Dark Matter was. Um, it's, just a, it's just a vibe thing. It's just a feeling. Um, but I liked it. And overall, it's a great effort. Um, honorable mention for the year, I think. Uh, not quite up in the, up, you know, the upper echelon of the albums of the year. But it's definitely something that you're going to look back at and be like, you know what, man? 
this band has been releasing solid music from beginning to end and um pretty good yeah Give very good star rating four four out of five four out of five yeah that's pretty high up there yeah actually. 45 four out of five you're, so you're quite generous yeah all right let's talk some uh let's talk some new music coming up for the year sure uh, a couple of things we haven't mentioned uh well we briefly spoke on silent planet i think mm. we're both excited for that very one. much so yes uh silent planet when they when they drop stuff it's guaranteed banger mm-hmm. or your money back <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that but no. uh yeah excited for that yep. uh we spoke on fit for a king the other week i believe yep um super excited for that that yeah. is like it's not even out yet and i know what's going to be up there for contender okay for, for my album of the year uh we got dance gavin dance i've been kind of having my uh i've been jamming hard to dance gavin dance pre- pre- pretty hard lately Cool. And uh, they're dropping singles here and there, and uh, this new album is kind of shaping up to be something interesting. Okay. So that'll be that'll be in the pit, and then a band that I brought up probably early last year, a band called Shvips <laughs> Shapes yeah, uh, yeah. with the V. Yeah. Uh, real talented vocalist. I filled in for Keith when uh, when Keith was having his kid and all those complications, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they they just dropped a new single, so they're I think they're coming out with an EP, not a full length album, mm-hmm. but. It'll be good, man. Shapes, if you don't know them, check them out. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, for a, essentially a band in its freshman year or sophomore year, I should mm-hmm. say at this point, uh, if, if you got the vocalist filling in for Keith Buckley of yeah. Every Time I Die, you, you know, you, no, no further words need to be said. Yeah, I got you. So look forward to those releases. You know we're going to be reviewing those when they come out. Yes, sir. Um, I'm c- curious on where Fit for a King goes from here. Uh, the new single sounds a lot like Slave to Nothing, like that era okay. of the band, which I dig. Because this is their third album? Third or fourth. Third yeah. or fourth. Uh, I was explaining to Adriana is that the third, second, third, fourth album is where you really define yourself. Define yeah. yourself and Absolutely. you can kind of see the direction that a band's going to go. Um, I've got no worries for this band. Yeah. I've got no worries. They're doing everything right. I showed you the tweet the other day, but he was saying, uh, Ryan Kirby of Fit for a King, real humble dude. Uh, he was saying that, you know, you can make this a lifestyle if you got certain things. And yeah. the first one is obviously loyal fan base. And the second one, you got to be smart with your money. Yeah. You can't be a dipshit. Definitely. But he was, it kind of brought to light because I know we've spoken about like uh, Mike Hranitsov, you know, that worst product and how he had those medical issues yeah. in 2015. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Like they have, uh, like they're okay. Yeah, you know they're, they're not doing, like they're, they're doing they're not good. rich, but they're yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah. Said pretty he said that in the tweet. He's like, we're not so, we're not poor, but yeah. we're not driving fucking Maseratis and shit yeah, either. Absolutely. You know, but um, yeah, I, I'm glad that bands can make a living doing this shit. Yeah, man. Because that feels like, especially from our point of view, it feels like fuck either it's it's bust or you're make you're it's make, all or nothing, man. Yeah, you're, you're making, making money or you're yeah. nothing. Yeah. So. Um, I'm glad that there there is that middle ground where you're like, you know what? I could support my family and have fun doing something that I love. Yeah, man. Fur King will be fun. And uh, I think they're doing a fall tour. They're going to definitely come back around when this album drops. What are they doing right now? They're right, touring right now. with uh, Gideon and mm-hmm. someone else. I can't remember who's headlining. Tasty. It's it's some crazy thick band. But thick. <laughs> with... Uh, Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, so I wanted to cover uh, the interesting tweet that Under Oath oh, yeah. had. Uh, he's tw- or Spencer, I believe, tweeted directly towards Mr. Trent Reznor about possibly doing a Nine Inch Nails Under Oath tour. Obviously, at this point, we know that it's not going to happen, right? at least right now, because Nine Inch Nails just announced their own tour that they're going to be doing back-to-back nights in the Aragon Ballroom. 
that'll be fun. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I, I might try to make a stop to see that because that that sounds like my kind of my can of worms. So <laughs> yeah, to you speak. had no idea that was going on. Until I, I said no. something, huh? Well, no, because um, I, I literally you saw it. I saw it like in my feed. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then you brought it up. I'm like, okay, let me see. Um, and I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. Trent Reznor as an artist is probably the top five inch most influential of all time. Um, cool, cool. I love that guy. So. He also does some fantastic soundtracks, but um, yeah, I'm a fan. And um, if Underoath and Nine Inch Nails ever do, which I think is a fantastic fit right now, yeah, um, with uh, with the way both bands are going, yeah, um, I would definitely go and I be think, most interested. I think we could expect to see Spencer slash Aaron coming out for a song or two of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah, at least on a stop. Yeah. That'd be fun. I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I think it's doable. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely doable. That's uh, Iron Snails is a different tier of artists altogether. Yeah, man, that's real artsy fartsy yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I, I like it. But um, uh, so yeah, I think that was a kind of interesting thing, and uh, hopefully it happens in the near future. Cool stuff. Speaking about tours, Mike Shinoda is going on tour. His first three dates are in Japan. Yep. Um, he has a couple in Hong Kong, I think. Yeah. One or two. So Mike Shinoda, kind of moving force, I think. This is an interesting time for him because the whole Chester thing is still kind of fresh. It's fresh for him. It's old news for us, but well, not really. You know. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, making music—it's what he does. It's what he loves. Keeps pushing. Uh, I know you like the EP that he dropped, right? The Shinoda EP. Yep, it is uh, very good. It's becoming a full. It became a full length album that he's uh, really putting pieces out uh, here and there. I'm a Shinoda fan. Uh, he's probably the most. Uh, talking about anything else he actually is the most influential artist that i have um i'm glad he is taking this and rolling with it uh i think a lot it'll be very easy for a lot of people just to kind of curl up into a ball and disappear um kind of like how the some of the lincoln, lincoln park members will yeah inevitably yeah um i hope i mean i i think it is but i hope it's not the end of lincoln park as we know it or it is well, you know, it's not ever gonna, never going to be the same. But um, I hope that Lincoln Park does continue. But Mike, uh, I think this is probably the best thing for him to do, is because he's dedicated his life to making music. Um, he's been doing it since he was 16 years old. So um, I think it's the right thing for him to do. Good move, good move on you, Mike. Shinoda. Yeah, and I think it's probably the best thing for his mental health right now is yeah, to, to do what he loves. And I know he hangs out with the guys, and I think he just posted a picture on Instagram with all of them having dinner. So that's cool. The guys from uh, LP? Yeah, all the you know the, the other five. Him and the five. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's got anything in the U.S. announced yet. I think it's mostly. Oh, he'll come around. Yeah, he'll he come around. Will. And uh, I might have to go because uh, I think it's, it's time. And he has all that Fort Minor stuff that would just be fun to see live now and stuff. All that good stuff. On top of the stuff that he released on his own. So um, we'll see. It's super right. fun. Let's talk... Uh Album of the Year talk. Okay, what do you got? So I know when you first listened through of the word alive, I think it kind of disrupted you, but listening to your review, I don't think it really phased you. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand on your Album of the Year right now? What, uh, what holds number one? Bleed Within. Bleed What's, From Within? Bleed From Within, I'm sorry. Era? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, dude. It's doing it for you. Dude, it's just. Tickle, so good, so it's, grimy. It's tickling my fancy. So tasty. Bro. Yeah, because I'm. Uh, I go to work and I pretty much bump it every day at this point. That's um, good, man. That's good. So I just put my headphones in and I set up my dock. And by the time I get to the, like, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you like song titles just off listening to it. But just listening to it as a whole is just like, wow, that was awesome, bro. You got any uh, comments on that album? 
as a whole, now that you've had some time to spend with it? It's fucking fantastic, man. It's just everything I'm looking for right now. Yeah, it's uh, good. Um, they couldn't have come out at a better time, honestly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, like I said, I kind of worry about their future because uh, I know bands that are this small, that are foreign, don't really have the opportunity to come to the States. Well, I was saying architects can always scoop them up for a tour. Architects well, even the archi- architects don't even come out here that much either, you yeah. know? Build your force out there. Yeah. Uh, so, and without, you know, stuff like the Warped Tour existing, it's kind of that, you know? Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I like them. They're my album of the year. Good um, stuff. I feel like the albums I threw at you this year, you were really like, holy shit, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you've had some good ones this year, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that's where I'm standing right now. Um, right now, the the plot in you is two and under Opus three right now. Cool, so, cool, um, cool. yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm ready for something good shit that's going to be coming out, though. I'm ready for this new stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, who do you got so far? Because I think, you know, I don't think your eyes just changed. I, uh, yeah, I remain unshook. Still uh, dispose by the plot on you. Yeah. Uh, followed by Welcome to Bonkers by Necrogoblicon. It's a fucking great <laughs> album. <laughs> and uh, I mean, like I said, we got some solid contenders coming up later in the year with Fit for King, Silent Planet, Dance Gavin Dance. Well, Rain I know shapes. that Nick from Vanna's got another band uh, called Reined In. Um, and they released like a demo Ooh. and it's kind of grimy, hardcore punk. And I'm like, yeah, cause like looking at that one. Yeah, for sure. Cause, um, you know, Davey has this new thing and it's not, it's Cove. called, yeah, it's not really my thing. I, you know, I respect him as an artist and I, you could do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, it's just not really for me. Uh, if yeah. he were, if he were to come through, I'd probably still see him cause I support him as a person. He's going to be coming on sharp tooth sets. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. You know, I'm glad that these guys are doing other things. It also kind of bumps me out because it's like, well, if you're going to be doing other things, why didn't you just stay together? And But eh, we're not going to get there. Let, let Vanna be Vanna. Yeah. Um, but uh, what is Sean up to, the Marquise? Because he has a great fucking voice. Uh, I think Sean's just. He's just doing. I think he's just living life, man. I don't yeah, think he's good. I think he kind of walked. He's walking away from it. Um, he was like a founding member of Vanna. So. Yeah, he was in all the albums. Yeah. So, everything. I think him and Nick a, were the only two. That were consistent. Yeah, that were on every single one. Um, yeah, I think he's just living life. Um, just living chilling. life like Larry. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Uh, speaking of Vanna, I was actually, uh, we were listening to Void on our way in. Mm-hmm. Fucking great album. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. I got a chance to pick up All Hell and Void in Lancaster. Yeah. Some, this little tiny punk record store had yeah. both of them. And I was like, oh, hey, you good stuff. Yeah. So, can't wait. How'd you feel about All shit. Hell? What's that? How did you feel about All Hell? I think All Hell is good, but how do you... How do you follow up to avoid, man? Uh, this is like, <laughs> if, if somebody were to say, where do I start with Vanna? You start with All Hell, and then you go to, I, I mean, depending what you like, you either go at that point to, from Void to All Hell, or to, um, so, with the, with the, fuck, the, the one before it, with the yellow. The Few and Far Between? Yeah, Few and Far Between. That's a very good one. Um, you know? Damn, man. Shucking. It's just like... I get in these moods and I'm just like, just fucking give me everything Vanna has, put it on a playlist and just fucking roll. Yeah, Even man. stuff like from uh, New Hope and all that, which is a little bit more poppy. Like their self-esteem cover and uh, well, well that, that, no, that's even older. Yeah, that stuff. Uh, I didn't really, whatever. Safe to say. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that's that. That's a good one. It's a banger. Because I'm good shit in there. Early trash mouth and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I just get in those moods and like, I, I need Vanna in my life right now. Yeah, I, just I think- stumbled across every time I die again. Uh, yeah. And my shuffle, I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> every you, time you rediscover it, yeah, I love it, man. Like I said, man, every time, every time I die, it's one of those bands where they got so much shit that you can just, you know, yeah, 
you'll just rediscover them. It's yeah. great. It's great. It's good stuff. So, uh, any, any album in particular? Or? It was just... Um, Low teens. Was, low teens, yeah, Low Teens yeah, came up. Teens uh, Map good. Change is such a good fucking sign, dude. Uh, uh, such a good way to close out the album. Oh, so good. You know what? For for those of you who like, who haven't heard Low Teens, go listen to it right now. But for those of you who like, skim through Low Teens, sit down and listen to the guitar work. Because yeah. Jordan Buckley didn't win Best Metal Guitarist for no fucking reason. <laughs> you just listen to some of the shit that's going on in that album. Because the first thing you hear is obviously Keith and the... Yeah. You know, it's overwhelming. But holy fucking shit, there's a lot of good guitar work yeah, in there. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. But um, All right, I got one last uh, musical kind of thing. Okay. I'm going to try and keep up with this, um, kind of like on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and throw smaller artists out there. Mm-hmm. So Bleed From Within, I, I know they gained some popularity around the community because... Cause fuck, dude, they sound like Parkway Drive. A <laughs> uh, couple of a uh, couple of other bands within the Giants' reach. They dropped their album Friday. Mm-hmm. Check it out; it's a banger. It's real dirty, real grimy. Within the Giants' reach. Within the Giants' reach. Reach. Ugh, I can't English. And I got one more for you that I, I particularly like. Yep. I heard um, it was "Pray for a Plague," which uh, was carefully worded, so it doesn't sound like "Bring Me the Horizon," right? But uh, it's by a band called and. Agonize the Serpent. They fucking bang. Yeah. yeah, check that shit out. Agonize the Serpent and the other band within the Giants Reach. Very cool. Check that shit out. Both of them dropped albums in the past two weeks. Ooh, if you're okay. looking for something new, um, maybe something a little, I don't want to call it overly different, but something out of your usual rotation, check these two bands out. Yeah. Got to give love to smaller people. That's how, you know, metalcore community works. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So check this shit out. I will actually. Um, check this shit out. Cause even like yeah, I don't know if you do uh, if you get to go through this, but when you like, um, you know maybe you're at a standstill, you're, like you kind of fall into a rut. Yeah, and you're and like just nothing's really the same kind of yeah. Nothing's really like ah, oh, you're, you're like, just kind of listening to music. Yeah, you're, you're not listening to music. Yeah, I, no, I feel you. I feel like I'm kind of falling into that rut after that after that album. I'm like, I don't know what to bump. You know, uh, just put on a thousand below, man. Dude, so always, dude. So <laughs> I I created a playlist. Of it's actually it's all interchangeable, of uh, bad omens, uh, a thousand below, and northern ghost. You could literally put them on a playlist, and if you would have said it was the same artist, I would believe you. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I. Uh, hmm. I I definitely know northern ghost the best out of all those. Mm-hmm. I'm probably followed by thousand below. Yeah, that's interesting though. But you could kind of well, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like tonally, they're all kind of the same. Well, uh, they all have one album out. Well, that, Bad Omens has two. Do, do they have two? I oh, believe they have two. I thought they only had one. Let me maybe an EP or be, something. Yeah. But um. But yeah, they're all kind of. Isn't it weird how they're like the face of? I associate them together. Those three bands, I put them together. Matter of fact, if they put all three of them on a tour package, I would go. Yeah, they, they have one album. Yeah, so um, it's just like um, that, you know what it is? It's like seeing. It's like in the early 2000s when you saw like Corn and Slipknot and them kind of like grow yeah. up together. Yeah. This is what we're seeing again with that, and that's with good. Bad Omens. And it's just like there's just so much talent there, and because I listen to Northern Ghost especially, they're probably the standout. 
It's among the three they're of them. Vicious man, and it's they're just real fucking vicious. I listened to that. I'm like, there's a lot of fucking talent there, dude. Yes, sir. Big fucking choruses, and my wife loves big choruses, man. If you if you want to get her to see a show, you get a band that has some fucking big ass choruses. Um, and it's just like, wow, that was fucking really well written. You fucking cocksuckers, you talented yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> there's uh, anything in particular off of Northern Ghost that you'd recommend? Uh, what's the fucking uh, not the real me. Not the real me. This shit was like yeah, that man. chorus is like, oh, yeah. I need to see them. Hopefully, they're not a disappointing, disappointing live because we had that conversation. They were, they were in Midlothian. I heard they fucking tore it up. Yeah, yeah, back in April. Because we had that conversation about young bands being kind of iffy live. Well, uh, Wage War is kind of the the big one because mm-hmm. uh, generic metalcore. You're gonna do a generic yeah. set. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. Well, yeah. Thousand Below killed it. They yeah. fucking slaughtered it. It's insane. I haven't seen Northern Ghost yet, unfortunately. I'd love to. And then Battleman's at Warp Tour. Yeah. Right. In passing, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. We'll, we'll get into that more because kind of touches base with one of my agree or disagrees for this okay. week. Oh, okay, cool. So, let's are, move on. is that where we are? Oh, shit. Is that where we are? Oh, well, well we got the no name game. We'll, we'll, we'll start with that. me. Where's my doc? Where's my doc? Do I have it? Here it is. Okay. I've okay, got one, two, three, four, five. This is easy. These are layups for you, Gabe, because I'm pretty sure you've seen all of these movies. All right. Let's rock and roll. Uh, so this is No Name Game. What round is it? Six? Round six. Round six. My turn this week, uh, and then we'll move on to uh, agree or disagree with Gabe. All right. You, you ready? We're not going to put a time on it. This, nah, is just for this, this is for the shits and the gigs, especially since we don't even follow up on the time half the time. Um, so here we go. Deranged patient escaped mental hospital on the anniversary of sister's murder to terrorize a small time in Illinois. Small town in Illinois. Oh, my bloody Valentine? No. Uh, I know it's not Shutter Island. Escapes Mental Hospital. Oh, uh, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest? Mm-mm. So, uh, Texas Chainsaw? No, that's no. not even in Illinois. Deranged patient escapes mental hospital on the anniversary of sister's murder to terrorize a small town in Illinois. Oh, this is... No, this is not fucking friday the 13th no all right pass <laughs> wow no maybe it's not a layup man <laughs> man goes from town to town to search for the man who murdered his wife as he carries a guitar case all around mexico oh oh fuck what is this what i know this hang on gabe hang on come back to me pass wow i know this small time small town ah i can't speak small time cuban immigrant arrives on the beaches of miami and rice Starface. yep Boy genius loses his brother and takes his final invention and creates super-powered suits for his friends to fight crime in. Loses his brother? Loses his brother. Super-powered suits for his friends to fight in. Huh. This one doesn't ring any bells. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about this if, if, you, if you actually haven't seen it. All right. All right so next one. Uh, in a dystopian future, the war between man and machine rages is on. A war of the Worlds? No. As a last-ditch effort, the machine sent a cyber Matrix. Huh? The Matrix. The machine sent a cyborg back through time to kill the mother of the Terminator. man. There you go. <laughs> so, okay. Which ones did you miss? Uh, the first, first one. The arranged patient escapes mental hospital on the anniversary of sister's murder to terrorize a small town in Illinois. You really have no idea what Science this is. of the Lambs? No. no. That doesn't even make sense. Mm-mm. What is it? Halloween. Oh. oh. Wow. Wow. How many times have we talked about Halloween on this fucking show? i myself. <laughs> yeah, you may leave. Um... Okay, so a man goes from town to town to search for the man that murdered his wife as he carries a guitar case all around Mexico. Once upon a time, Mexico. That's in the same series, and I'll give I would have give you that, but it was Desperado that I was. Thinking. Ah, that's what it was. I couldn't put a name to it. Have you seen Desperado? Yes, I saw oh, Desperado. So and boy, I know it was something something upon a burning body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, boy genius loses his brother and takes his final invention and creates a superpower team uh, for his friends to fight crime in, and that's Big Hero 6. Have you ever seen Big Hero Yes, I've seen Big Hero 6 too many times. I can't believe I didn't get that. (laughs) So, yeah, man. Wow. So, you got Scarface and you got Terminator. You missed everything else. Wow. Well, it took you like four guesses for Terminator, which is... If like if somebody starts with me and there's still be future in between man and machine, I'm like oh, Terminator. <laughs> types of people in this world. Yeah, I guess so. Are you ready to move on to agree or disagree? Yeah, I got kind of two or three. And then let's discuss. Okay. All right. So, um, what certain bands are doing now in the metal genre is the equivalent of what Kiss did to the metal genre in the '80s. Agree or disagree? Um. From a certain perspective, yes. Uh, depends what bands you're talking about. What comes to mind? Fill in the fill in the blank. Falling in reverse. Ooh, hitting it right on the head. Yeah, <laughs> They're, yeah, 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 yeah. Would you say that's as bad? Yeah. What about something like Hundredth? Uh, no, no, not no. as bad. No, I don't. It's it's not necessarily a um a sound thing. It's a visual thing, because Kiss is not. I mean, people have their opinion, and I, I might get crucified for this. Musically speaking, Chris, uh, Kiss was not extraordinary. It was the look that sold that, that whole package. Um, yeah, they didn't do anything groundbreaking. I think that they would even admit that it was all about the paint and ICP and whatnot. But um, which is the same kind of deal. Um, they're that the equivalent of that for rap. No man, ICP's got some bangers. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, I'd agree on that front. Cool stuff. All right, uh, next one. The metal genre is in a regression. So they're not progressing anymore, they're regressing. Um, I want you to, to think of current trends that we've seen shit, man. and kind of take it into account. I think this is a... I can't... I think um, now we are seeing more young bands that have more talent than we did a couple of years ago. Um, and a lot of these bands don't really rely on gimmicks or stuff like that. Um, Cause like back in the day, and this is, you know, when you saw stuff like a tray, you and event sevenfold, that was a gimmick, especially a tray. like when they first started with the, the, the guy liner and the faux hogs and all yeah, that stupid yeah. shit, the fucking the black. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, they were the young bands that had talent, but they didn't necessarily rely on their talent to sell records. They relied on the look, the look. Um, but now based on the conversation that we just had, there's a lot of young bands out there that are one album in two albums in that are just like, wow, they're really, really, really good. So I disagree with that. I would have to, okay. Um, there are, are, you know, I think that we're coming, you're determining that based on the guard that's coming to a close and not necessarily on the guard that's coming out. No, I completely disagree with that statement. I just kind of wanted your input on that. As really? Well. I think we, as a genre, we've gotten comfy enough where you're right. We don't need to rely on gimmicks and we don't need to rely on um, having big budgets or mm-hmm. having big names or having big anything. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of now let's use this talent. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of do what we're good at. and yeah. Let's crank out good music. Yeah. Because I can't really, like now, maybe not just off the top of my head, and I am I am a little tired, but off the top of my head, I can't think of a band that's come out that's a gimmick. At least off the top of my head. I, th- 
you can't really call it a gimmick, but it's probably the closest thing from a newer band that we have to a gimmick. Like, forgive me, because I know I'm gonna get shit for this. Wage War, and and it, it's it's not a gimmick. It's just the, they're doing generic metalcore, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. If you just want something plain and simple, right? Don't reinvent the wheel. But that I can't really think of anything that's like oh yeah. Unless, um, unless you're Necker Goblicon, but well, that that is a that that's meant to be a gimmick. Yeah, they got a song it, called "We like, Need a Gimmick." Yeah, it's like Guar, like that's a gimmick. It's supposed to be a gimmick. <laughs> but I'm talking about like stuff that you can shed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Atreyu you eventually. Well, maybe not Venge Sevenfold because it looks exactly the fucking same. Uh, but Atreyu yeah, Atreyu got rid of the fat and the eyeliner. Yeah, and fucking Alex looks like an MMA fighter now because he's just so ripped. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, yeah, I would disagree with that because, like cool, I said. Cool, cool. Based on the the guard that's coming to a close, and I've just, I've seen this happen. It's like Ragnarok. I've seen the be- end to see the beginning again, kind of a deal. Um, based on what that's coming up, I'm actually kind of excited. You know, um, good copy. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Last one. <clears throat> what band do you think is the future of this genre? How yeah. think think. Big scale. Like, you know how one would argue that, oh, Metalcore, August Burns Red. That's like the face of the genre. That's fair assumption, right? Yeah. Right? That's fair? Mm-hmm. Yep. What, do you, what newer band do you think is like the future of this genre? Bad Omens. Bad Omens. Yeah. Okay. That's because fair. here's why. Bad Omens took a sound that was extremely popular. The, the, the Bring Me the Horizon set Eternal Era sound. Um, arguably, their best sound. Finger quotes, quotes. I'm, I'm finger quoting around that because I don't. I don't, know, man, I don't, I don't Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. Tell Slater not to wash his dick. <laughs> uh, but they took that and progressed towards the next step. While Bring Me the Horizon kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, I got some bad news about them too. Well, I get live with that. But um, Bad Omens took that to the next step. They have the aggressive side and the melody that is required to draw in the males and to draw in the females, younger, older. Because um, I'm I'm a veteran of all this now. You're you're like the middle age kind of a veteran of that now too. Um, I've seen many bands come and go. Uh, Copy that. And I don't see that for them. Talent wise, they are not the most talented. And we talked about this just five minutes ago. They are not the most talented of this group. But I see, based on the sound and the fact that the the little girls already like the vocalist. They know what they're doing. Yeah, that they know what they're doing. So, that's my opinion. All right, don't pull a Ronnie Red key bad omens. <laughs> cool stuff. What is next on the agenda, sir? I think uh, we got the retro review. Oh, yeah. retro review. You uh, want to start off this one? No, I, I kind of want you to see what you're going, where you're okay, going with so, this. Okay, <laughs> so, um, originally we were going to do one a week, but uh, we were cooped up inside late one night, and I said, fuck it, throw on Mulan. So... Mulan, um, <laughs> when's the last time you saw this movie? Uh, it's probably been a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. yeah I think years. it's probably been close to a decade for me, on, like, oh, honest wow. to God. And so when I sat down and watched it, the first thing I noticed was, um, for lack of better words, is the kind of, I don't want to call them outdated, but kind of almost like crappy looking, hmm. um, like the animation. The animation. And it's not, it's not bad looking, but I guess the point I'm trying to get at is like, you're like, wow, this is um, this is old, mm-hmm. right? Because this is from when you know like you and me were growing up. 
And if you see Disney movies that are being cranked out now, they're it's like a fucking you know smorgasbord. Yeah, you got so much going on. But that was the kind of the first thing that, that hit me. I was like, wow, this is a much simpler time in the animation mm-hmm. styles and stuff like I that. I get that. And um, story wise, I think Mulan holds up very well, especially now with the whole empowering women stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. Let's get down to business is a fucking banger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my one issue with the whole movie is that it's kind of hard to remember everybody's names. But well, I think yeah, it goes whatever. with anything. Yeah. Mushu is my dude. <laughs> Mushu is great. Him and Cricket fuck shit up. Yeah. Let me get let me get a let me get a rush hour with Mushu and Cricket. <laughs> I think we'll be good. But Mulan, man, it, honestly, looking back at it, I can't say this for a lot of movies. It feels the same, if not better, rewatching hmm. it. It's uh, it's like warm nostalgia, but it's not like ruined nostalgia. I get you. Know? you. I so you. if you haven't seen Mulan, uh, recently I should say it's on Netflix. Check oh. it out. You won't regret it, especially if you grew up watching it, like like me and Jake. Yeah, I saw that shit in theaters. Uh, Ooh, throwback. Yeah, qu- quick comment on Mulan. Uh, like you said, but I think probably has one of the more memorable Disney songs of recent. I don't want to say recent year because that's of the yeah of the of that era. era. Let's say um, this was coming up near the because they have a thing called the Disney Renaissance, which happened from like the late mid '80s to like the late '90s. Yeah, and I think this is coming up on the tail end of that, um, which kind of make explain kind of the sketchy animation. Uh, it's funny because when you look at the way that the Disney sees their movies, they didn't. They, Lion King was a budget make, and Lion King is arguably one of the best Disney movies of all time. Um, so like they they thought I think Pocahontas was supposed to be the big one, like and Lion King was supposed to be like a B, a B side. Yeah, but it ended up flip flopping, right? Flip flopping, yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the same kind of deal with Mulan, and arguably I don't consider Mulan a Disney princess because she's more the than warrior? that. She's more than that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, quick kind of little sidetrack on Mulan. Um, the Huns, badass villains. Yeah. I thought they were. My favorite line in that movie where is like he, he's threatening those two guys. And then he oh, says. Oh, how many people does it take to send a message? And they guys, One. One. And he draws the arrow. Yeah. yeah that's that fucking awesome. You don't see that in, mo- in kids' movies yeah, anymore. That's fucking awesome. So, uh yeah, man. I like that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Just like in a Road Del Dorado, rewatched that too. They're smoking cigars, they're drinking, they're yeah. gambling, they're doing a lot of shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But oh well, kids are soft these days. Anyway, yeah. Mulan, check it out. Yeah, Let's hear about. That's funny because <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the the, the docs. I'm yeah. like, I'm like what the fuck, <laughs> Mulan? That was something weird. But yeah, so again, following kind of the retro review kind of a deal. Um, we were going through Hulu and Adriana's like, what do you watch? I'm like, I don't know, whatever. And then she's like, she comes across the stand. I'm like, ah, stop right there. <laughs> the grail. Yeah. Stop right there. I'm like, put that bitch on. So for, if you've been living under a rock for like the last 25 years, um, the Sandlot is a movie about a kid who moves to a small town where his, the, the kids around him are completely obsessed with baseball. Right. He learns how to play, makes friends, and gets himself into a pickle where he hits a baseball that is signed by Babe Ruth over a fence, and they have to retrieve it from a killer dog. 
And I think this movie, to me, is the ultimate kind of... Um, okay, how do I explain it? If you are a young boy, right? Um, kind of like how American Pie did this for the teenage boy, right? Where it's like the most relatable kind of real life kind of conversation. I think Sandlot is the same way if you're coming up as like a preteen this takes you from ages six to thirteen. Yeah, where you kind of like you understand and you've had those conversations with your friends and you've done the type of innocent shenanigans that these boys have kind of gotten themselves into, and I think it's the old the, the way they explain this animal, this dog that lives over the fence as like this fucking mythological creature that <laughs> that is un, like unkillable or like can't you know? I think it perfectly describes the imagination of a child. And in uh, that kind of mindset, and it's just a wonderful film. Uh, it's, it's some really fucking funny shit, isn't it? Uh, what's it called? Hurry up, Benny! My clothes are going out of style. They already are squints. Shut up. That type of shit. <laughs> um, it's a great movie. Uh, it's a fucking blast to watch. And like I said, if you're, you know, a, a kid that grew up maybe enjoying a sport, any sport, and you can relate, you could put that kind of formula into anything, and we'll make it fun. Uh, and it's just a fucking awesome movie. And I enjoyed myself thoroughly as I watched it. I don't know if that's watching it through nostalgia glasses. I think we all kind of experience that when you're watching something that you watched when you were a kid. Something you enjoyed when you were a kid, yeah. Uh, and I, as an adult, I find it still as funny as I did when I was a kid. That's so. good, man. It was definitely good. Yep. So there you go. Retro review on The Sandlot and Mulan. Yep. Uh, so that was good. Uh, let's, let's see. move right into... Movies and TV, man. All right. You got the first one. So... Me and John had this conversation, right? And this came up, I guess it was like one of those fake faux Netflix show thing. And obviously God of War has some heat right now. Uh, Jason Momoa Town. says yes. that he would like to play Kratos. Sold. Yeah. Take my money. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I think it's a good fit. Yes. Or Dave Bautista. That's a good one too. I didn't even think about that. But and, uh, I feel like we talk about this dude every week. But fucking Tom Hardy. Oh man, could play a great fucking Kratos. Um, he's got the height for it. Yeah, and he's got the build. He's got the build for it too. And Adrian's like, "Oh, Kratos is." I'm like, "Kratos is not fucking shredded. Kratos is like old school strong man look. He's he's lean and he's got some muscle definition. Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I, I like Momoa. I think he's gonna do if he if it ends up being a thing because he said he wants to do it. Um, then yeah, I think he'll fit. I think he'll do the job. But I think he's too pretty. I would argue that and he's gonna have to shave his head. Oh, oh no! Yeah, or wear a bald cap because it's the fucking twenty first century <laughs> yeah. caveman. Well, I guess, but like, come on, man! Like, he has long, like, really fucking long hair, though. Hear me out. Have you seen the new Mad Max Fury Road? Not all of it. No. Well, I would argue to say that Kratos in this new God of War and Max Mad Max from the new Mad Max are similar in nature, and I think it kind of work. So you think so? I, yeah, man, I could totally see that. Batista was a good pull too. I didn't even think yeah, about man, that. Batista was a real good pull, huh? Yeah, just, just you know, paint him like Drax, but just make him a lot angrier <laughs> and less laughing. <laughs> just uh, dial God. down the the family friendness. Yeah, right. Dial up the bloodshed. <laughs> just a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But yeah, Momoa as I, I mean, I, I'm interesting I, choice. I just like I that. Support he, it. I just like that he's a fan. You I know. Think yeah, I think Kratos could realistically be played by five people, three of which we mentioned, two of which we probably will come up with in the next few days. 
Fine, fuck you too, PlayStation. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. Jason Momoa. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian is, a, Adrian is just a Momoa fangirl, so anything that he has his name on it, she's like, yeah. She's like, I think it's excellent. I'm like, <laughs> excellent. You watch 30 minutes of a, of a God Finish of War. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all that good stuff, but yeah. Your wife is like Shao Kahn in the background. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so moving on. Infinity War breaks the record in 11 days. The all-time whatever record. Yeah, One, I mean, they got letters from LucasArts, or Lucasfilm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what else they get letters from? Themselves. Deadpool, <laughs> <they had> themselves. <laughs> Just the mouse feed the mouse, huh? I feel bad oh. that, uh, that Black Panther had that for like two months. <laughs> And then it moved on. I mean, well, hey man, if anything was going to beat it, it was going to be this one. I think we kind of discussed that beforehand too, because yeah. we're like, well, you know, it's a big deal, and we're waiting, and people have been waiting for this for a long time. Not really much of a shocker, um, but I thought it was worth mentioning because that's like, what's Ten the re- years of buildup? Yeah, it's like one point three billion at this point, and it's only been out for like two, three weeks. So good for them, man, making money hand over fist, hand over fucking fist. Gabe. Should we say maybe mouse over fist? Huh? Mouse over fist. Sure. Absolutely, and I actually saw that because like they made like six six hundred mil in, like in the first three days, which is more than a Justice League made in its whole entire lifespan. And theaters, and yeah, <laughs> and that is the movie business. Yeah, but uh, moving on. All right, this is something I've been waiting for, and we talked about it when they sprung it on us that the Karate Kid saga uh, has got its continuation finally. As a YouTube Red series. First off, yes. Second of all, uh, they actually, for a YouTube Red series, it's actually like extremely well shot and production quality is extremely high. Um, I watched it all the way through from beginning to end within like a two day period. <laughs> Surprisingly long. They're actually like 30 minute episodes. How many um, episodes? 10. Oh, so like a good chunk. That's like a full season. Yeah, it's, you know, it was sizable. Uh, it's extremely charming. Uh, there is tons of callbacks to the first films. Uh, and it's just a fucking fun little ride. It's all about a matter of perspective, right? Because uh, we've talked about this as, you know, joking on the podcast. Um, the Karate Kid is just a matter of who the villain is based on perspective, right? And before, obviously, we never got the Johnny Lawrence perspective of this all. But now, uh, Johnny Lawrence is you know, the hero of the story, so to speak, the anti-hero of the story. He's still kind of a dick, um, but they kind of gave him a reason why, because he didn't really have a dad who gave a shit about him, and the only guy that actually did give a shit about him, he ended up putting him in a chokehold in the second one and calling him a loser and all these things. So you kind of understand he's a broken character. He's a broken man, right? And Daniel LaRusso, also not perfect, also kind of a dick at some times during the series. And the kids did a very well job, like a great job of explaining it and kind of explaining how maybe the way you were taught things wasn't the way it should have been done, right? Um, fucking, it was a great series, bro. You need to fucking sit down and watch it. It's very easy to digest. They go by very quickly. Um, like I said, extremely well shot. YouTube, I guess, man, they got money. Very cool. Very they, cool. they did a great job, and um, I'd recommend it. If you're a fan of the franchise, which I am, um, you definitely need to give it a listen. And I think it's just a... They actually had a very beautiful moment when uh, LaRusso goes to visit Mr. Miyagi's grave. And I thought that was really well done and very nice. And season two, they're going to have a season two. So I'm ready for that. Fucking awesome. Excellent. Check that shit out if you're a fan. Excellent. That's what I have to say about it. 
Very cool. Yep. Glad that went well for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it did. That's been on the. Uh, that's been on your bucket list for a while, huh? Yeah, that when it, the moment it dropped, I'm like, I have to see this because it's something I've been waiting for. Good stuff, good stuff. Finally um, got to it, though. So, Mike Myers, he is ready. He's ready for an Austin Powers 4. Yeah. He brought it up. He wants to do another one. Is it going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> Would I like to see one? Fuck yeah, I'd like to see one. <laughs> you like Austin Powers? I like Austin Powers. I, um... Austin Powers came out at a very good time, and I I would say that you you'd agree with this statement. The Bond films of that era were so dry and ridiculous, and just what the fuck are you doing? And the only way to salvage those was to completely parody it. And I think Mike Myers, I don't want to say he saved Bond, but he kind of he was like the safety net there. It was like, oh, we're gonna catch you. I would definitely agree with you. I think if uh, something like this came out. During uh, Sean Connery's Bond era, it wouldn't have done well. It would well. be blasphemy. Yeah, it wouldn't have done well. I would even argue during Daniel Craig's era. Yeah. It could be like, like no, well, stop, you know? Yeah. But I just, timing, great. Mike Myers, fucking great actor. You can't <laughs> argue that. It took me how many years? I think like six years to find out he played four different people. <laughs> so you can't tell me he's Jesus not a good actor. Christ. <laughs> you can't tell me he's not a good actor. So he's ready for an Austin Powers 4. I so are he, you. Yeah, so am I. I think he wants to do it from the villain's perspective this time instead of from Austin's perspective. So for Dr. Evil. So if he's doing Dr. Evil, Fat Bastard, or a completely new one, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think it's fun, man. Um, My life, wife likes the Austin Powers movies. I'm not particularly fond of them because I am a Bond, like a hardcore Bond fan. So like you said, it is kind of blasphemy. But I will 150% agree with you that it did come out at the right time because this is around the era of like GoldenEye and Tomorrow Will Never Die and shit like that. Just ridiculous. I blame Pierce Brosnan for that. Not to say he was a bad Bond, but the premises for all his films were like... And they got away with some ridiculous stuff in those films too. Yeah. Like the whole satellite in the sky and <laughs> and the uh, die another day where it's like they were harnessing the power of the sun. Not to say, like I said, not to say that the the original ones didn't have or the older ones didn't have ridiculous plot points. They did send Bond to space, but but um, I would agree with you. You know, if you like the James Bonds, uh, I would give Kingsman one a look. You're gonna like it, bro. You've been on this forever. I'm gonna get to it eventually. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'll bring it by next week. I'll let you borrow that. I'll borrow Goodwill Hunting. There you go. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, four. He's ready. Is it going to be picked up? Who knows? I support. Yeah, that's good stuff. If I mean, because like uh, me and Adrian were watching two the other day. Well, she was. I was like, "Where well, this is ridiculous." She's like, "Well, you're a James Bond fan." I'm like, "That's why I dislike it. <laughs> like it." <laughs> you got to take it with a grain of salt, yeah. man. I mean, whatever. It's more and it's more parodying the era that I don't really, like you said that and like the seventies Bond, obviously in the sixties and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, there is some funny stuff to be had there, especially with the Will Ferrell thing. That was funny, but um, yeah. Sharks with freaking <laughs> laser beams on their heads. Jesus Christ! Moving on to the next topic, Jacob. It's all you. So, I don't know if you've seen this shit yet, right? But essentially, this is Predator in the suburbs. All right. So when you think about Predator, what do you think of? Uh, well, other than that, but like the like settings-wise, jungle, a jungle, right? right? Yeah. 
and I haven't seen all the Predator films, right? And I think they had one of him like in the city, right? But this is like Predator takes over the burbs kind of a deal. Like they're like people with minivans, and I don't know the premise, but Shane Black directed it, and Shane Black has did a couple of these Predator films before, and he looks really ridiculous. He looks like um, Dark Helmet. <laughs> a little bit Mark Schwartz yeah um, but if this is just like a predator ripping out people's skulls kind of a deal the setting I think is perfect for it <laughs> and I'm really moved to the suburbs yeah it's um, I'm excited I guess predators uh, hit his middle ages and decided to settle down a little bit <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know the premise I guess they steal an artifact from wherever the fuck and predators coming back for it I guess and uh, it looks really bad, but I kind of tempted to just go and. Okay. Well, here's, here's my half and here's why you should watch it. The only other time we've gotten an urban environment set up for the predator was an, the fucking trash fire. That was alien versus predator Two. People stand by that film, by the way. I don't know if you've gone to those dark corners of the internet. People stand by the fact that alien versus predator was a good movie. What's that line? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's okay to be wrong. Um, the movie was hot garbage. <laughs> but I think that even a slight improvement would be worth watching. Quick pause. Sure. Is your girlfriend chewing gum as she's sleeping? She might be. <laughs> she, it's bubble yum, bro. Copy that. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't want cheap. her to choke. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think it's kind of a interesting take and i will cool, see cool, cool. it because predator is kind of relevant because well now okay because mkx and yeah i guess and the whole alien rebirth and i think at this point um the properties that were left over by 20th century Fox are like to just finish it and get it out because <laughs> running out of time you know what i mean so we'll see i guess uh but yeah that was fun that was something that i wanted to bring up <laughs> moving on all right, so this is the last topic, and this is something that should have been a fucking movie, and I've been talking about it for probably for the last 10 years. Yeah. But Looking for Alaska is finally getting a screen debut. Um, it got, apparently, it's a TV show, which I can see, actually. Me and Adrian were talking this over breakfast slash dinner because it was eating breakfast, but it was dinner. Uh, we went to IHOP last night after work. and Very, um, very cool. And uh, we were talking about it, and I can't see how they're going to split up uh, this book and kind of make it a series very easily you could end season season one with a particular event in the book and then carry it on after the fact um i think it could have been a movie and i think they picked one of the more two of the least interesting john green books to turn into movies paper towns yeah that was bad yeah. uh fault in our stars was a little less bad but you could have done looking for alaska and you could have done you want to know what my issue with this is up front what uh, looking for Alaska is a light, quick, easy read. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. It's just you sit it down. Yeah. You sit down and you read it. It's yeah. done. You're yeah. like, wow, that was good. Yeah. Uh, John Green, wow. Yeah. Make me fall stuff. Uh, it's like <laughs> pop punk music, but less rapey. Um, <laughs> but but, but it's, are you seriously a movie? I would even say two movies if you want to be you know, like loyal to the sauce material. But a TV show? Yeah. It just seems kind of unnecessary. They're, they're going to have to do some serious stretching. You know, they're going to have to do a lot of plot lines that didn't exist. They're going to have to do a lot of character building to make you give a shit about these people now hmm. on the screen. 
because there's a lot of stuff that won't translate over well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I like looking for Alaska. I like it a lot. But is this another cash grab or are you going to try and be faithful? I would like to think that because John Green is involved that it isn't a cash grab. Because this is a guy who... Right, but who wrote the book, Jacob? (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) But um, I'm just saying, like, I feel like um, they picked the wrong book book to do a TV series for. Absolutely. No, I wholeheartedly uh, agree. I think they could have done maybe Paper Towns as a TV show, maybe. You could have done and and a lot of a lot of my issue with this kind of translation, you know, and that goes for like comics and manga to to screen as well, is that people try and just throw in a lot of iconic scenes and, you know, quotes and you know, just kind of be like, oh, this is like a couple pieces stitched together. It's the thing. It's it's what you love. And it's no. Why was Dark Knight successful? Because it was a good interpretation, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we need. We need good interpretation. And that's kind of what I'm worried about. Is this going to be, you know, the like the major scenes stitched together and some quotes and, you know. And everything else is kind of filler. Yeah. We'll find I'm- out. That's what I'm worried about. Because, like, I would agree with you. Not necessarily taking plot points that maybe didn't exist, but, like, the ones that were, like, a page and a half long. They're going to stretch it out to, like, two or three episodes. You know what I mean? Like, something that they yeah. mentioned in passing. Yeah. That will become just, like, this big deal when it wasn't a big deal. Right. Absolutely, That's man. the scary part about I, it. You know, honestly, I think you could have gotten away with an, with an artsy-fartsy rendition of Looking for Alaska that could have been done and done properly by certain people probably in, a, in an hour and a half. It could have been like a mini series on HBO, three episodes, boom, done. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Done. I don't see the need for twenty plus a, episodes yeah, and shit like 20 that. Plus. Oof, fuck. Yeah. What are they gonna give each I'm, like ten pages of its own episode? That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, 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 an issue, so, uh, an iffy iffy thing. Also, Rick and Morty got seventy episodes cleared out. Seventy two episodes Se- cleared. Yeah. Seventy two episodes. So, uh, good for them, man. Was uh, that like three seasons? You think? Oh yeah. They're doing like twelve or thirteen. Oh, so like fucking six seasons then. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, man, that's a good show if you haven't picked it up. My fear is that is, is did the heat wear off? Um, I don't know, man. Because it, it was it, it was taking over the world for a second there, and then it just like the episodes we went dry. The well went well, dry because the because the writers are kind of taking their time with it. That's what it is. Yeah. People want more because the fan base is cancer, but they're kind of like, hey. Let us kind of... Fan base is cancer. I'd agree with that. Yeah. They're kind of like, hey, let us do it our way. Let us do it right. Because there's a lot of jokes in the show where you're like, huh. huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. There. Yeah. So it, it's good because there's love in it. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, man. You know how these things work. Fucking yeah. Once the, the the greater good gets a hold of it. Yeah. We'll see. Very cool. Let's uh Let's wrap this bitch up. Yes, sir. Actually, not as long as we thought, Gabe. It only an hour ten. About the average episode, which is I don't know. We could have glossed over a couple of things because we're a little tired. Not going to lie. But uh, what, what you been the, jamming to? What am I been jamming to? Um, I went back to Under All's most recent. Did that a little bit, a little bit of justice. Um, what's it called? I have see like every time we do this, like I have things off the top of my head that I want to talk about, and um, yeah, and I keep on forgetting, you know. Uh, but yeah, that comes up off the top of my head. Um, Seosin, because the whole used thing. Yeah. 
Uh, Vulnerable cool. by the Use came up to my head as well. Oh yeah, the Use. Yeah, that's what I'm jamming to. Jam. Excuse the noise that is about to happen. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm jamming to right now. Gabe, what do you got? Very cool. Uh, I mentioned it before, Dance Game and Dance, mm-hmm. and with that, kind of goes hand in hand with Emma Rosa. Cool. Uh, what else has been on here? Uh, there's two bands I mentioned before: Agonize the Serpent and uh, Within the Giant's Reach. Yeah, We're jamming hard to those. Um, other than that, man, it's been like bits and pieces of like weird stuff. So, yeah. it's, so it's been like some throwback cradle of filth goodies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so like Parkwood and, you know, just some like random bits. Gotcha. In there. Cool. So good stuff. I don't know about that. So we'll do uh, reading, watching, playing, playing, smite. Nice. Uh, hop back in. God damn, this game feels good, bro. They fucking updated that UI. It is so fucking silky smooth now. I'll have to check it out. So you need to check that out. We need to hop back in and get into the arena. Good stuff. And Definitely just, a summer game for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Achilles is like overpowered. Achilles? <laughs> yeah. I finally got my mans in there. Yeah, uh, he's like really overpowered. He, he could play because you know how warriors kind of play the dual role of being able to do attack and defense. Yeah. Literally, you flip a switch and this dude could do whatever you wanted to do. Whatever. Good copy. So, um, He's got like a dash. He's he's very good. Um, all that good stuff. A stun. You uh, gotta love them stuns. A uh, what's it called? What do they call it? Thanatos has it where if you're under a certain oh like, an execute yeah an execute yeah and he has an execute as his all he's like there you know so very very good and with Chernobyl coming out first Slavic guy that we got I'm really pumped I believe he's a hunter which I I had a pin for mage so I'm kind of shocked by that we need more mages goddamn it. Um, but you yeah. have 10 mastered shut up Gabe <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah so that's what I'm playing and I'm, I'm back into it and I'm ready I'm ready to get my smite on this summer ready very cool yeah very no, cool. no, no, no you've been absent for the last month that's yeah, the last, man. Month, uh, last week I'm, but I'm hoping to put some hours into siege and smite over the next few weeks yeah uh, other than that reading I picked up a, I, I bought books because now I'm, I'm my semester's over and I'm gonna have some free time but i pre-ordered buckley's new book that's coming out later in the year figures yeah and uh it, it, there's two editions there's like the regular one and there was like the one that was like ten dollars more and it's signed and it's alternate cover and and but it comes with a whole pamphlet of like low teens goodies and yeah. i was like all right give me it yeah <laughs> and then i bought um a book by one of my favorite youtubers so he put out a book on amazon that was originally an ebook and i was like oh i'll get around to it and then, you know, when he was releasing content, he's like, oh, I've got a fucking hardcover now. And I was like, bought. Yeah. So that came in. I'm excited cool. for that. Very cool. Good stuff. Uh, what else? What else did I fucking say? Uh, I was talking to Adriana about this you know, before we, we go off air. Um, I'm like, just so you know, I'm like, when The Last of Us drops that special sauce pre-order, it's like 200 bucks. It comes with a figurine. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, just throwing that out there. But, uh, yeah, I get you, I get your feeling behind all that. But, uh, yeah, man, that's the week. That's good stuff. 70 done, uh, in the can. 70 more to go. Yep. Well, hopefully many more, but yeah, so let's do the social media wrap up, Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat, Tumblr, Reddit at second city kids. You can find me there. Instagram, second city kids, J www.facebook.com slash second city kids. Uh, you can email us comments, questions, concerns, at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Subscribe and rate on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the good stuff. We actually getting some some uh, Spotify plays. So that's kind of cool. Uh, all that good stuff. You can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. 
you can find us there. Uh, also, Second City Kids Podbean uh, Podcast Podbean is the hosting site. Uh, signing out this week for Gabe and Jacob. We'll see you here back. Wait, nah, back next week for seventy one. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, deuces.